Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. Welcome to another great interview. I'm really excited to interview Chris Parker. I'm going to read his bio, and we're going to jump right in. Super excited. Chris Parker is the founder and CEO of whatismyipaddress.com. And that's a mouthful right there. The number one (laughs) website in the world for finding your IP address. According to the Alexa ranking, Chris's website is one of the top 3,000 websites in the United States with over 6 million visitors a month. Chris started the website on January 4th in the year 2000. For the first five years, his revenue didn't even cover his internet bill. In 2005, I'm not laughing at you, I'm laughing with you because we've been there. In 2005, Chris made $30, a whopping $30 from display ads and that was his sign that he knew he shouldn't give up and then fast forward to 2014 Chris was laid off from his corporate job and was faced with the scary opportunity to make his website a full-time business since then he's aggressively grown his site to generate just under seven figures in revenue with no employees no office and no inventory Chris I'm the dream business coach man you got the dream business that sounds outstanding And the final thing, I'll, let me just finish here. What is my IP address.com has granted Chris and his wife time and the financial freedom to travel the world and raise their mini schnauzer Bailey. So how cool is that, Chris? Welcome to the program. Thank you. It's cool. great to be here. So um, are you a first-generation entrepreneur? Do you have a, a parents, grandparents, or, or are you the first one to really uh, get the entrepreneurial gene going? I am definitely the uh, first person in my extended family to have the entrepreneurial gene. And when you started, what's my IP address.com? I mean, a lot of people think of uh, the internet and websites, but I don't know how many people actually know what IP even is. How did you come up with that? <laughs> it was, I was at my day job, and uh, for some reason I needed to know the IP address of the internet connection of our office because we were having uh, some technical difficulties. And uh, I went to, oh gosh, it probably was Alta Vista at the time oh, wow. to uh, search for a website that would tell me that. And uh, I couldn't easily find one, so I thought, I could put together a website that does that. Now, are you a technical guy, an engineer background? Or, I mean, that is the technical side of it, right? Uh, I am definitely uh, a geek by, uh, by heredity uh, and by practice. And so that's where I... Uh, was able to have the tools to actually be able to put that together in the early days of the internet. That really is the early days. Alta Vista. Wow. I mean, that that really goes back. Um, it's probably pretty scary to know how many websites there were in 2000. I mean, compared to today, it's got to be like tens of thousands times. I don't even know what the multiple is, but it's it's got to be astronomical. Millions and millions of websites now, I'm sure. And so... How do, and if I ask a uh, a question that's like proprietary, how do, how in the world does that work? I mean, is everybody's website uh, is everybody automatically assigned? Is it always your IP address? Does it change by location? What tell me? Let's get a little geeky for a minute. 
That works for me. Yeah, anytime that you connect up to the internet, you have an IP address. When you're on your uh, boat out in the Atlantic Ocean, your internet service provider has uh, assigned an IP address to your connection. And for most people, if it's your home, that IP address stays the same unless you power off your devices for overnight or something like that. So when you come back to a website, they're seeing you come back from that same IP address that you did last week, last month, and uh, that gives them an idea of where you are. And, and God, they know everything. That is so scary. I saw this report, it's slightly off topic, but I saw this report where um, this news guy got these two phones. One was an Android, one was an iPhone. He didn't have, he had them in airplane mode and they didn't have, um, you know, the, the little chip card there. And he went on this like six mile excursion around uh, Washington, D.C., stopped at different places. And what he was able to plug in some device that uh, some tech company gave him. And when he plugged them in, even though they didn't have the uh, SIM card and they weren't turned on, those started spitting out the information and, and they knew down to the second when he went to this building and that building and this and all over the place and it tracked every single step and I'm like that's scary yeah there's there's uh, some amazing databases that uh, companies use that basically know where all the Wi-Fi hotspots are so they know well if you're if you can see this Starbucks hotspot and you can see that grocery store and that and all the signal strengths, they can triangulate you down to a pretty darn good location, even if you don't have a GPS chip in your phone or your device. How different did your first website look to the one you have now? And I'm, I'm looking at it, and I can obviously see you've got, <laughs> got a good amount of ad revenue going. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the very first website, it told you your IP address, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There, were, there was uh, no content, there were no banners, there was no additional information, it, there wasn't even a welcome to the website, it was just that string of digits and that was it. Wow. Well, no wonder you didn't make $30. <laughs> exactly. So it, it took me a number of years to realize that, gosh, there's a lot of people actually going to this website. When you, what were you doing um, in your corporate job before you... Uh were ceremoniously uh, no longer there. Um, so my history is uh, actually uh, quite a bit in e-commerce. I worked uh, for Club Mac around the time that uh, the internet came around and uh, was a part of their e-commerce group and building out the website. And uh, that company got bought out and I transitioned into doing uh, building a website for an online life insurance broker. So helping them sell life insurance. Wow. I was there for about eight and a half years. And so um, when you when that job was gone, when you were laid off, I mean, you you probably weren't uh, ready to retire and, the, and your website wasn't generating that much money. You really had to have a little uh, meeting with yourself. Am I going to go get another salaried position with direct deposit, insurance, and paid vacation, or am I going to try and build this website? Was that the conversation you had with yourself? Uh, that was the conversation that my wife and I sat down and had. Uh, we talked about can I, how long can I afford to not have the day job? How long are we going to try this out and see if it works? Uh, and part of it was trying to find out because I was running the business, running the website, and working a day job at the same time. So it was kind of two incomes. Kind of the big question was if I stop with the day job and the website becomes my day job, can it offset the revenue? Right. 
can I actually grow the business enough to make up the difference, or does it just make sense for me to have two jobs? Hmm. So I want to ask you a little bit about that as as we roll forward. But how did you come to that decision, and did what did you? How long did you think it was going to take you? Um. Well, the, the, we made the decision pretty quick because it was a, uh, you know, you get laid off. It's not like uh, let me think about this before you lay me off. Right. Right. Um, but we decided we had, we she's working. Uh, we have no kids, so she's working a full time job. We had a a cushion of money in the bank, and uh, the business was doing decent at the time. It wasn't uh, wasn't what it is today, um, but there was enough money coming in that we wouldn't be starving within a couple of weeks or anything like that. Uh, so what we decided was we're going to give it a year and uh, see how I like for one working going from working in an office to working at home by myself. And to see if can I actually start growing the revenue enough to offset uh, that job that I lost. How do you like working at home? You know, there's there's days that I totally enjoy it, and uh, there's definitely days that I miss uh, the interactions with people that you would normally have in the office. And so I've had to try to figure out how to offset that with uh, making sure that I'm out and about on the evenings and the weekends, and that I'm uh, calling people I know and staying connected. Yeah. I think Bill Glazer, I don't know if you know Glazer Kennedy, but Bill Glazer said being an entrepreneur is the loneliest job on the planet. <laughs> it can uh, definitely be that way. Yeah. So how did you go from, you know, in, in 2000 and in 2005 to barely making enough money to pay your internet bill to generating um, 6 million consistent visitors per month? Are, do you a advertise it? Do you promote it? Are enough people searching, hey, what's my IP address and you're coming up? So there's a couple of things that happen. Obviously, with the growth of the internet, there's just more people on the internet, and that has helped buoyed buoy uh, the website with people just trying to figure out how to get places, how to get online. Tech support department saying, "Oh, you can't get our web visit our website. Well, tell me what your IP address is." And I'm like, I don't know. And the website saying, or the tech support person saying, "Well, go to whatismyipaddress.com." So we get a lot of traffic from you know random tech tech support departments all around the world. Um, and another another portion of it was because I did have a day job when I started growing the business, I funneled uh, the vast majority of the revenue went back into advertising the business. Okay. What I'm curious what those ads look like. I mean, what is again? Most people don't know what IP address even stands for. But how did how did you promote that? Like, what's the benefit of somebody wanting to know that? So uh, the benefit for some people is the position of um, I, I need to make sure that I'm connecting to my office network so that I can access uh, the, the, the office files or print something that prints in the office. They need to connect up with their VPN. So they'll get up, they'll start up their computer, check their IP address and say, okay, it's the map on, Chris, on, on the website shows that I'm in my hometown and yeah. Let me start up my VPN, connect up to my corporate office, which is on the other side of the country. Oh, okay, yep, I'm on their office. I'm on the network now. I'm ready to go. So it sounds like there's much more of a um, a corporate need than just your average Joe wanting to know what his IP address is. Yeah, and that's a lot of where it started was, you know, corporate people um, with the advent of VPNs people just want to confirm is the VPN I'm using working with more concerns about privacy and safety am I really connected to the Starbucks Wi-Fi or am I connected to somebody's laptop called Starbucks Wi-Fi right right is this 
Chris, is your business, I mean, your business right now, uh, I presume, is, is the ad revenue. I'm looking at a bunch of ads right now that are getting popped up and populated. Is that, I mean, that's by and large is how you make a living is the ad revenue from, from the uh, 6 million visitors, right? There is a significant portion of the revenue that comes from advertising and just standard display ads. I've uh, learned the hard way that uh, back in the days of pop-ups and pop-unders and exotic ad types that consumers don't like those and so I've for the most part stayed away from kind of the exotic stuff and I need to play the long game and have people want to use my website for years not just oh gosh this is horrible let me find a new website um, so a lot of this what, stuff oh, I'm sorry go ahead one of the things that I've really started to do in recent years is find uh, affiliate programs for products and services that fit within the content of the site and what the users might be there for. With privacy and safety being so much more of a concern these days, net neutrality, uh, the VPN, the, the personal VPN service has really uh, exploded with people wanting to be able to access the internet without their internet service provider knowing what websites they're going to or you know, people in countries with more oppressive governments, they want to be able to get online and access content that they can't get in their home country. Wow. So the things I'm looking at on the left-hand banner, little I don't know if they're ads or, or features of the website, but you know, IP lookup, hide my IP, blacklist, speed test, things like that. Are those affiliates or are those part of your business model? Those are all part of the business model. They're free tools that I've built up uh, over the years to be able to provide you know, more information to people and not just be, here's my IP address, one page, goodbye, see you later. Wow. That's pretty. You really are a geek with this stuff, because that's. I mean, I mean that totally. in, a com, in a complimentary way. That's pretty cool stuff, and yeah, because who doesn't want to know their speed test and and um, you know, you got the tools. I can see you got articles up there. I mean, it's really a good looking site. So t tell me about this site compared to even five years ago, or when did you, when did you start recognizing that you have to have more than just the functionality of okay, here's my IP address, see ya. I learned that within the once I realized that there was actually a fair amount of traffic coming to the site, that was when I started to write very simple articles on what is an IP address and what does it mean and what can you do with it. And I left it that way for actually quite quite a few years, thinking that's enough. Um, and over time, realized that uh, I had put a uh, ask me a question box and people were asking lots of what I thought were particularly odd questions um, that ultimately turned out to be things about online scams hey this this person that I met online they say they've got a million dollars for me and all I have to do is pay a transaction fee do you think it's real <laughs> and yet oh my gosh no don't ever give them money yeah. so a lot of content just through interactions with people about uh, online safety, uh, scams, phishing, you know, all those kind of malware pop-ups you get, hacking. And then within the last couple of years, it's a lot of been a lot more of the privacy and safety content that I've uh, worked with a number of writers to build and add to the site. Well, I'm curious what the transition was like from working in the corporate world where you, you may have had, I don't know, an assistant, a staff, a team, and probably had a boss and to all of a sudden you're the chief cook and bottle washer of this of this enterprise yeah it's 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 definitely uh, been uh, a, a transition it, there's something nice about 
you know, as much as you may or may not like your boss, there's something nice about having a boss who they're taking the risks and they're providing you the direction. Uh, if, if the project, if the plan that you're implementing doesn't work, it's the boss's fault because it was their idea. Yeah, there's a lot more personal ownership when you're the boss and it's your business that you've got to execute, you've got to figure out the ideas and uh, you've got to make them happen. In the, in the, in the last year or so, and I've, I've learned that uh, I don't know everything. Gosh, that's unfortunate. You just found uh, that out. <laughs> I, yeah. And I really want to grow my business. So I, I hired a business coach who specializes in SEO and have been working really diligently to to do things that I haven't done before, implement things in, in ways that I haven't done before, and do things that are not ethically, but uh, programmatically uncomfortable for me. Things that I haven't done before that, gosh, that makes me nervous. Do I really want to do that? Do I want to spend the time and effort to do something that I have no experience in doing? And so helping to have someone push me along in directions and poke me and prod me a little bit has been very helpful. I'm wondering, um, and again, this may be an intrusive question. Do you think about like what's next? I mean, is, I mean, obviously, this is something you can ride for quite a while. With you got a home-based business model, and and um, you know, you generate a, a, a healthy income traveling the world with your wife and your and Bailey Schnauzer. So, I mean, is this is this something you think you can ride for a while, or are you thinking of something next? Like, what's the next great thing? Uh, my wife and I talk about that on a regular basis. Um, it's great to have a site that's popular today, uh, but as we know with the internet, uh, Google can change its mind and decide we don't like Chris's site anymore. Let's send it all over to somebody else's site. Right. Um, you know, one of the things that uh, freaked me out a few years ago is when you Googled what is my IP address, Google would start answering that question, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is the death of my business. You know, overnight Google put me could put me out of business was the realization. So. Uh, I'm working on a, on a uh, plan B or a company B as you, you may have it. I, I'm kind of trying to figure out that having all your eggs in one basket is probably not the best solution. Uh, definitely don't want to neglect uh, the cash cow, so to speak, right. but also don't want to be so comfortable with that that I don't prepare for what may or may not happen. When you when you are doing affiliates and other things, in other words, working with other vendors, how do you, do you have a way to... Um, figure out if they're trustworthy or if they're on the up and up. I mean, something on your site totally unrelated to you other than they pay to be there could could really damage your reputation as well. How do you how do you figure that piece out? Yeah, I try to do a, a fair amount of due diligence on any of the any entity uh, that I work with. I've I've had my failures in, in not doing my due diligence and uh, uh, way back when I started doing uh, started building up display ads, some company came to me and I did a quick little, oh, yep, yeah, they're a legitimate company, and uh, set them up and what should have been about uh, five, five or $10,000 of ad revenue for me, uh, when I came time to get paid, they were gone. Uh -oh. and, it wasn't that, and it wasn't that the entity that I thought I was dealing with was gone, is this guy was the .net instead of the .com. This guy was a total scammer, and I missed... You know, I, I missed that he had .NET on the end of his email address instead of .com. So I was dealing with someone who was pretending to be the entity that I thought I was dealing with. Oh my gosh! Wow. And that and that, and that was my expensive lesson to okay, you verify every phone number, 
do they have a do they have a name, an address, a phone number on their website? Is there any independent way to verify that this entity is who they claim to be? You know, have the how long have they been in business? You know, it start start to dig when I when I deal with people now. Yeah, it's it's sad. There's some people that want to do that. I had uh, probably about eight ten years ago when I was. I was originally known as a newsletter guru, created a couple online newsletter businesses, and um, I had this person on my team at the time that about once a month they would just go in a Google search because I was just busy doing other things, and we actually found somebody else uh, in the state of Virginia that basically copied my website, like word for word, just changed the word Jim mm-hmm. to her, it was a her too, her name, it was ex- everything was exactly the same. <laughs> So they got one of those scary uh, uh, letters from from my attorney. <laughs> After we took video and pictures and still shots, we had all the because that came down immediately. But it's crazy what people will do, and um, it's it's sometimes when you can when you become complacent, that can be really dangerous. Yep, and I've run across the same issue where people have basically taken my template, taken my content, put it up on their variation of what is my IP address dot com, and they're running it as their content. It's it's uh, you you can't just assume that everybody out there is nice. Yeah, do you do you if somebody wanted to start a, a similar business to yours? I don't yours is pretty specialized, but an internet style business does it? Do you think it pays to be tech savvy? Or I mean, you're as you a self proclaimed geek in in that area, or do you tr- do you think it's something you can figure out as you go? It, I think these days it's a lot easier to have an online presence without being tech savvy. Um, I think you still need to have some due diligence in that, in, in a sense. Uh, when I started out, when you wanted to register a domain name, you, you couldn't go to GoDaddy. You couldn't go to GoDaddy or One and One. Those these companies just didn't exist. You had to go to uh, Network Solutions, and it was you know two hundred dollars a year for a domain name. You had to find. You had to build your own server to create stuff on your own. Uh, it's definitely not that way with WordPress. You can, and so many hosting companies out there, you can uh, you can spin up a website for under a hundred dollars in in a matter of minutes. Um, but I think if you don't have some technical acumen uh, of realizing I need to keep things up to date, I need to keep the security on my WordPress site current. I can't just let it sit. You have to have some uh, some minimal amount of technical background or technical understanding of. I need to watch stuff and not just assume it's going to be okay. Yeah, I'm curious what parts of your business are automated and, and what parts of your business require a lot of time and attention, like on a daily or weekly basis. So one of the things I'm, I'm learning to, to, to transition to is to start offloading uh, things to other people and uh, trying to come up with the comfort level of a virtual assistant. Uh, I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, we're probably control freaks, yeah. and uh, we don't inherently want to let people have access to our stuff. <laughs> um, so I think that's been a, it's been a challenge to me. I'm working. I've gotten my accounting to the point where I'm about ready to have someone take over my accounting. Um, I've I've definitely worked with uh, graphic artists now that I'm comfortable with people that are writing content for me, so I don't have to write it. Um, I built, a, because I have a technical background, a lot of the things that I have to update on the website and manage on the website as far as making sure databases are current and as new information becomes available, it gets incorporated into the website. I've written a lot of scripts uh, to take care of those things that 
they trigger, depending on what the issue is, they trigger once a day, once a week, once a month uh, to make sure the website is staying up to date and I don't have to connect up to the database, download something, import it, try to keep those things automated because it's, it, it, you know, that activity in and of itself does not make me money. It's not, uh, it's not a good use of my time. So I'm trying to focus my time and efforts on things where it's, it's uh, my unique skill set benefits the business. That is a big hang up for a lot of, um, a lot of entrepreneurs is something I, I coach my clients on. Interestingly enough, well, there's a low flying plane, and I guess that'll probably. Be. <laughs> it's, it's shaking my whole boat. Um, interestingly enough, tonight, as you and I are recording this, I, I do what's called Free Training Tuesday, my dream business um, Facebook group. And I'm, one of the lessons I'm going to teach tonight, which the title of it goes back to one of my earlier books, and it clearly shows my age, but it's Stop Licking Your Own Stamps, which today there's uh-huh. no such thing as licking stamps. But it's Stop Licking Your Own Stamps because if you really want to earn a million dollars, you you have to be doing work that's valued at like $400 an hour. And yep. if you're doing task-oriented things that you could hire somebody for 15 or even 25 bucks an hour, you get a good quality worker for, tw- like a VA for 25 bucks an hour, then that's what you're worth. And that's such a hard concept for people to understand. That that was that was almost exactly the conversation that I had with with my business coach. He we were talking in the very beginning. And he asked me, "So, how much are you paying your accountant?" And I very proudly said, "Nothing. I don't have an accountant." And he goes, well, how much do you make a year? Divide that by 2,000, and that's how much an hour you're paying your accountant. Is your accountant, can you hire an accountant for less than that? And I went, oh gosh, I'm paying my accountant a lot of money. He's not very good at it. <laughs> yep, and he's probably missing a lot of deductions. <laughs> exactly, so I, you know, I, I've got my tax guy now. I don't, I don't even try to deal with it, and that's awesome because I don't have any stress about my taxes anymore. Oh, I'm not know. worried about whether I'm doing them right or not. Or, oh my gosh, there's just so much information. Am I up on tax tax law? Let the tax guy deal with that. Yeah. Whatever he charges, it's cheaper than what my time is worth. Absolutely. Um, so just about out of time here, Chris. Last question I just want to ask you real quick is, you know, in, in your bio it says you and your wife basically travel the world. I mean, are you? How often are you traveling? And how often are you home? And is she still working? Uh, she is still working. Uh, we're not under the false assumption that uh, my business will magically generate revenue for the rest of our lives. We don't want to assume that and then, you know, quit our day jobs and then run out of money. That's a devastating thing to have happen. So, uh, and she's super motivated to, to work herself. So, uh, we travel according to her schedule, um, and we try to travel internationally at least once a year. And. Uh, domestically a couple times a year just so we can uh, experience things in a different state and in a different country. Well, that's kind of what we're doing. You know, I'll, I'll be 60 in June and certainly not ready to retire, but it's like, I don't, we came to the conclusion we don't want to wait till we retire to start having fun and experience and things like that. So, as I say, as long as I've got a, some sort of an internet and a phone connection, I can I can work on the boat when I need to, and um, we travel around, and we're seeing a different part of the country that you don't get to see from the from the expressway. Yep, and I'm the same way. As as long as I've got internet connection, I can run my business from pretty much anywhere in the world. Well, that's awesome, Chris. It's been really great connecting with you. How can people? Uh, um, well, I think the URL is self-explanatory, but tell them anyway <laughs> how they can find it, and then if there's a different place where they can connect with you, let us know that. 
Sure. Anyone can visit uh, whatismyipaddress.com uh, to learn more about their IP address and online privacy and safety. Uh, I've got a free ebook uh, on how to stay safe online if people are interested in that. And I've uh, made a special link for your list- listeners. It's whatismyipaddress.com slash dream. Dream. I like that. Okay. And if anyone wants to get a hold of me and has questions about... Uh, princes with a million dollars for them they can email me at chris at what is my ip address.com very cool chris thanks a lot it's been a lot of fun um connecting with you it's been great enjoy the rest of your day hey folks that wraps up this very special interview with chris parker from what's my ip address.com if you enjoy this type of uh, show and information about building a dream business connect with me at my free dream business facebook group it's build your dream business now the handy dandy url is dreambizgroup dreambizgroup.com until next week another great interview with dream business enterprises i am coach jim palmer and you take good care now it's time to go implement what you've learned great ideas are nice but results only happen through action and implementation so stay focused kick all distractions to the curb Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.